0: Father, we just thank you for allowing us to come before your, your table today together as we discuss the spirit of truth. And, and just have your way in us, through us. Speak to our hearts, our mind. Allow us not to walk away without seeing ourselves in what you say through today's devotional message. In Jesus' name, Amen. And I just want to start off by saying it like this in in John chapter 14, verse 6. John 14 is 6 and we're talking about the spirit of truth. Okay. Jesus said that
1: I'm sorry, let me sign
0: it to the wifi. No, it's fine. It says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I was sitting here last night and, and, and meditating on what this really means. You know, we, we say the truth. You know, sometimes we need God's perspective. Well, all the time, on things, because but sometimes when we're overwhelmed and not certain that how things are going to work out, mm-hmm. this is even more critical mm-hmm. as to get God's truth. So it just so happened that I I, I said, well, Lord, I, I need your presence here more than I, I need anything, but more than I need someone here more than I need an answer, so tell me what is it that I should know. Mm -hmm. So he reminded me about what he was speaking to his disciples. He goes on and he reminded me what he said in John 14 in verse 12. He says that, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I will do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Now see, I was stuck right here because I was like, okay, what do you, see, because one, would automatically, you know, as I read this growing up, I always used to think of, okay, I'm I'm about to accomplish more than what Jesus was saying. But then I started to realize He said that if I believe in Christ, the works will be accomplished through me will be greater because Jesus is working me but what does that mean? When Jesus was here he was limited in the earth so when he was saying that to his disciples what he was saying that there's going to be the greatness in a believer's life is because we're greater in number. Meaning that he had a divine a human nature so jesus operating in me will be operating according to his will and his mindset and according to his kingdom business then the greater works will be accomplished so it's not just my works it's the works of jesus christ working things through me but
1: exactly some people think that the works are any type of works you know, done in a good moral standard, but I had to learn what the actual works were. There and are works that have been given to us.
0: There's works that's been given to my, and see that goes on to the second statement that he he started to make, and I started to study. You see, he said, "Whatever you ask in my name." that I, I will do that the father may be glorified in the son. You just mentioned it. What works are we doing to glorify the father? Is the work glorifying me? Is it glorifying Father, the father? Is it glorifying God? Is it expanding God? See, that's when we know that God is trying to accomplish something greater. That's the works that he was talking about. It's not me. It's not glorifying me, it's not trying to get me on a high position or me trying to look. So, in doing so, he's gonna do something greater inside of me to accomplish those things that need to be happening. So, as I was sitting here on a couch last night, I was like, wow, okay. So, what you're saying is that the goal is about God's kingdom and how God is to operate as the number one priority in my thinking, my mindset. And he also said, well, there should be a difference between the way that a Christian handles his business and the culture handles his business. We should see a difference. How the way we do things, how the way we say things, the way that we think, the way that we mind that our mindset but how do we get to that place well this is where he says i will pray to the father and he will give you a helper which is the holy spirit and he will abide with you forever now when i sat there last night i'm like sometimes we're asking for God help we're asking more Lord Jesus help me to see things help me to see things well last night what he told me is you're asking me for something that I already gave you I gave you a helper because he said the help of the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive but see as a believer and as a Christian this is someone that is with me or knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you and guess what he will not leave you so when i started to go into it a little bit deeper what he was saying is he will give you a counselor to be with you forever he is the spirit of truth And what it was saying is and I was looking at this it says in the Greek there's two meanings of the word one means another one another one means another different kind the other one says another of the same kind the one that he's talking about is a uh, the same kind meaning one one that has the same divine power as Jesus to live within you. His job is to tell you and take what Jesus tell me, wants me to know about a situation and to apply it to my, and, and says, okay, Jesus says this. And then I'm supposed to operate in, in this because the, the Holy Spirit is there to assist me. It's about keeping God's truth inside of me. That's the only way that I know that. And that's the only way that the Helper my companion will be with me. In John 14, 17, he said, the world, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither knows him, but I will know him. But he is the helper. The assurance I will have is that he will not leave me nor forsake me. So I don't have to keep begging and asking, Lord, tell me, tell me. I got somebody right beside me. It's like asking for some assistance, and you're sitting right here with me. Hey, I need somebody else to come and help me to do to bring these clothes down here. I need somebody to help me, but you're standing right here beside me. I got I got you right here with me. So
1: I heard you trying to tell Shanice that on uh, that day that you were talking to her, you were trying to. And just in a different way, you were trying to tell her, like you you, you got the power to overcome what it is you go through, Shanice. Mm-hmm. But if you don't utilize it, it's just you got to know that how to locate the power that you have the power. Number one, how to locate it and how to hang on to it mm-hmm. because it's not him leaving us, the Holy Spirit is not leaving us. We tend to leave him, mm-hmm. and then when we leave him, we go to ask him, Help me. And like you said, God is saying the help has always been there, but you just choose not to receive the help that I'm trying to give you. Exactly. You know, you you, you want to do it the opposite way, but I've given you something that is going to equip you in your spiritual journey. Mm. You know, like the, the whole thing leads to walking in the spirit, walking by the spirit, abiding. You know, being connected to, because like you said, it's not something of another kind; it's something of the same kind. Amen. It's Jesus in spirit form. Amen. God was in in Jesus. God was flesh form, mm-hmm. and uh, the Holy Spirit is the spirit part of Jesus. So mm-hmm. let me put it like this: Jesus showed Himself as God in the flesh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then. Jesus shows himself as God in spirit, through mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, Correct. but it's all connected. And if we don't know what it is that we actually have, we will tend to lean to our own understanding. We will tend to not make decisions with God. We'll make decisions outside of God. We'll tend to allow the circumstances and issues that we face to override us. But this is something that God has given us that will never leave us. It won't forsake us. It says the way to do that is, to look, be careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Wow. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Because one of the things that you were listening to a while ago, Tony was talking about the Holy Spirit and how it's like a dove. Correct. It is very sensitive.
0: Very sensitive.
1: You know, so anything that we do that he knows that God has not told him to tell us, he flees. Correct. He'll, he he cuz he's so sensitive. But he doesn't flee because he wants to. He flees because we've grieved him by going the opposite way.
0: And that could be um through our sinful have, habits. Yes. Because um, the attributes of God, God cannot stand there.
1: He's holy. He's holy. holy. holy, holy. He
0: can't stand there and watch us to be mm-hmm. sinful and that goes even in the Old Testament in Joshua chapter 7. Mm-hmm. When they got ready, and I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm getting ahead, but I I just want to give a preview because in John, uh, in Joshua chapter seven, after the first battle, Mm -hmm. they went in order to take a smaller city, something smaller that we should be able to accomplish, but because of Something that we did that was against God, God had to mm-hmm. relinquish them, and He had to. Okay, I need to let you go on your own because. They're gonna tear you all up. Yeah, they're gonna tear y'all you up.
1: Defeated this big city Jericho, and now here you go into the next battle. This smaller thing that you could have easily, easily take taken over, but because
0: you refuse, you refuse to listen and be obedient to. And, it, and go against mm-hmm. what i told you to do you that little small thing that, small thing that you didn't hear that that hidden you didn't hear some sin and 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 that's what god and that's where the truth and the, the 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 god's truth and the cultural truth so it can't that's where you're being deceived because we won't allow be open and surrender to what God has for me i'm going to close by um i want to remind about the old testament because we figured how does this apply because we see in the old testament you see God himself had to come and be there and he would place his spirit on certain people in order to accomplish them well in the old testament They had this humongous battle, the first mission, which is Jericho, that they're facing in um, in John, I mean, in Joshua chapter five verses and uh, Joshua six. And they had this huge battle. But on the brink of this battle, and, and as I'm sitting there last night, because we're talking about the spirit of truth when we're wanting to know what to do next. When you want to know what to do next. Now, Joshua, back in the day, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. That's that's the purpose where I'm getting to. They didn't have the helper. They didn't have the advocate. They didn't have the counselor. So now, Joshua already knew that the Lord had given him the victory because the Lord says, hey, I'm giving you going to the promised land and and now he's right across this huge humongous wall, he's already circumcised the, the army, the men, so they can't fight and now he's wanted to know direction and now as a military person, I can imagine with military experience he's sitting up there like, okay, well, are we going to blow up this wall? <laughs> What are we going to do? We're going to, how are we going to get to it? We know that that's our city, but how are we going to get to it? We know that God has called us to get out of debt, but how are we going to get to it? We know that God has called me to, to go and expand his kingdom, but how do we do it? You see it? So Joshua sitting there and all of a sudden the Lord, appears to him his spirit he he comes in he comes in and and he and what joshua had to do in joshua 13 5 and 13 and it says it came to pass when joshua was by jericho so like i said he's by that wall and he lifted his eyes and he looked and behold, a man stood opposite of him with his sword drawn in, in his hand. So can you imagine? I I'm examining what my next battle is, and I know that God has given to me this battle. And now this I I I see this man appears. Imagine that. And he's saying, Are you us for us? Or are you my adversary and he said neither I am the commander army of the Lord and listen at this what are we supposed to do when we're there facing on the brink of victory but it's there standing at it it says that Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worship and says what does my Lord say to his servant. In other words, it has to be honor, number one. It has to be submission to God's will. And number three, it has to be surrender. We gotta recognize, we gotta honor, we gotta surrender, and we gotta, in other words, surrender and submitting to his will is is one of the keys in order for us to understand what to do because see one of the things that happen is when he says honor he says this is what I want you to do take off your sandals take off your your the sandals off your foot for the place where you stand is holy in other words recognize who I am first we got to recognize who God is over whatever it is that we're facing, whether it's our big set of bills, whether it's trying to get more money, whatever it is, recognize that God is bigger over the wall. He's saying, I'm bigger. Yeah, I see, I know that, that that's there. It wasn't that Joshua tried to avoid it. He He's standing right at it. But God is saying, okay, now you're looking at it. But can you make me bigger? Can you make me bigger, Darnell? See, when I was thinking about going to seminary, he said, I'm like, how am I going to get funding? Well, why don't you try making me bigger? Here's one of the things as I I sum it up. One of the things that we have to do when the spirit of truth is we have to connect faith to action. Faith to action. Faith to action, put our fate to feet, put our what we say in our mouth, recognizing that it does exist. Joshua recognize it does exist because now God is going to say something to, to Joshua. He says in verse chapter six, verse two, he said, the Lord said to Joshua, see, I've given you Jericho in your hands. It's king, it's mighty valors. You shall march around the city all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This shall be done for six days. Now, this is last night. He was saying, I want you to march around this thing. I want you to watch what the thing that's bothering you. I want you to look at it. But when you look at it, I want you to exalt me. Every single time that you look at it, he said, I want you to blow the horn. In other words, you need to thank me before it happened. For six days, they had to don't say a word except thank God. Worship me. Make me bigger than the issue. And I was like, "Okay, why don't you try making me bigger than the issue? See, most people try to ponder and worry and be concerned as to how it's going to work. What God was saying is, why don't you pray, take your focus and put it on me first. Once you put your focus on me, what's going to happen is, then you're going to begin to see my power come through. And so we know that on the seventh day, which means completion, Everything was complete inside of them. They had to physically by faith march. Putting our feet faith to what to to motion. Meaning that the example is what God wants us to do as believers is He wants us to grow. When babies come out as children, the parents have to feed them, right? They have to constantly feed them. But God wants us to get to the place with our faith to where it's us feeding ourselves. The children of Israel started out for 40 years getting manna. And now God brings them into a promised land to where their faith In is in the production and what the land. That's faith and action, meaning that they can see themselves, believing their promise, believing in their promise by faith, and then they're actually operating in it by using the produce of the, the land. So that's faith in what God says. Faith in what God says, but now actually going out to do something about it, and now they're eating off the land. Because that's what they ate, the provisions of the land And that's what God wants. He wants us not only to take what the preacher says, what the minister says on Sunday, but he wants us to get to the place to where, not not just like a baby, we're just not waiting to be fed. Now it's time for us to feed ourselves. I'm going to close by giving this last example. I told you the story about my stepfather and my sibling. He told us we were used to feeding my brother and we were used to carrying him. And one of the things that in particular he told us this particular day, he said today he's going to start to feed himself. He's going to walk by himself. But he started out by putting us all in four corners and we had to. Have a sucker or some candy, and called him and every time that he would try to crawl, he refused to allow him, and he said, "Walk, God wants us to learn to walk he He wants us in other words, to grow spiritually on his truth by applying his truth to our everyday life number and, and then the the next thing he did was he set us a, a plate of spaghetti, right and we're eating spaghetti." And he put him on his his um his uh what you, the baby chair the the the, the high chair, the high chair mm-hmm. and he set the plate right there. Mm-hmm. See, and we were wondering, we were like, well, we used to feed him. He ain't gonna eat. Yeah. He said, no, leave him alone. And he set the food right there. He said, you guys eat. And as he cries out, as my brother cries out, mm, 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 he said, sit it there. Next thing you know, we see him reach in his hand and he starts to feed himself. From that day forward, he was eating on his own. See, God wants us to get us a Bible, get us a good commentary, a strong concordance, which is, we can use strong, but he wants us to learn the context. Or what it is that we're reading and understanding in order for us to grow and understand who he is. So in order for us to grow in the truth, we have the Holy Spirit to assist us to understanding how to apply God's word to our situation. That's the spirit of truth. When we know that we got a counselor, we got assistance, we got some a helper right here to help me Mm -hmm. to apply this to my everyday life. So I just want to close right there. Is there, I think that was clear. What do you think about it? anything you want to add to that? The spirit of truth.
1: Oh, this, oh, okay. You were prepping before you record. No, no,
0: record. The spirit of truth is here, meaning that the spirit of truth is in all the things that we do in honoring what God says about a situation. Father, we want to thank you for this word. We want to thank you for your divine guidance. We want to thank you that you are our truth. You said that you are the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, there is nothing that we cannot accomplish because you live inside of us to help and the rule inside of us, to help us, and to not leave us alone. We thank you today that we can apply this truth to our everyday life in Jesus' name. Amen.